Well, welcome back to Roy on Rescue. Another gorgeous day. We've had like three days of just beautiful weather. It's been like 40s and low 50s. Now, for those of you down in Florida, out in California, New Mexico, Texas, I know that still seems chilly, but out here in West Michigan, this is like summertime when we've just come through some sub-zero weather. As you can see behind me, there's a lot of snow melt. In fact, down in this ravine down here, this is a, a major water runoff that, that normally fills with water during stormy periods or uh, snow uh, melt and that kind of stuff. Now you can imagine, we don't really have mountainous area down here in the, in the West Michigan area, but you can imagine out west in, in the north central um, areas of the United States, there is a lot of mountainous region. And with that snow melt from the mountains, as including much of the rain and the, the water that comes from spring, you can pretty much bet on there being floods. In this episode of Roy and Rescue, we're going to talk about flash flood emergencies, how to recognize them, how to prepare for them, and how to survive. So anyway, so I thought I'd come back in here to finish out the rest of this, um, this episode of flash floods, how to recognize them, how to prepare, and how to survive. It's a little warmer in here, and I can focus a little bit better, and I took some notes that I want to share with you so I don't miss anything. But it's really quite simple, actually, and the best way to survive a flash flood is to not get yourself into a situation where you're going to get caught off guard. And part of that is by understanding your topographic area. This is especially dealing with campers, hikers, outdoor people that are putting up tents recognize the different areas of the of the topograph so that you can understand where trenches runoff areas flood zones creek beds overflow areas uh, are going to be located stay alert during stormy weather remember that when that water falls and it all collects and runs into those different streams creeks basins and comes down the sides of hills and mountains it can really pick up speed and it doesn't take that much water to create some incredible power. Power that can knock over trees, power that can sweep away tents and campers and cars and put us in a bad situation to try to survive. Um, so uh, we wanna keep away from downstream areas. We wanna keep away from being downstream of dams that might break or overflow. Um, we wanna make sure that we are, again, in safe zones on higher ground where we're going to be camping, setting up camp, parking, riding out storms. Uh, we want to shun waterways completely. We want to really stay away from any type of waterway. And remember that um, when you're dealing with water, even driving through water, and sometimes with us having SUVs, it's very easy to get overconfident. It's a big, heavy piece of equipment. We think that it's got four-wheel drive. It's not going to knock us over. We're going to be able to drive through it. Two feet of water is uh, basically enough to carry a vehicle downstream. It tends to lift it up, it tends to carry it down, and then it can dump it off into the deeper area. And once that water pressure is on the doors, it's extremely difficult to open the doors. Um, this is a situation where, you know, we've all seen those commercials where you have the window breaker, but I'll tell you this much. I, I've always kind of been suspicious of those things. It's almost to the point where you would have to, to drill every other day. If I get swept downstream, if I go off a bridge and I'm underwater in the car, I will reach into the glove compartment, grab my window breaker, smash the window, hold my breath, let the water come in, either equalize the pressure so that I can open the, the door or I'm going to go ahead and swim out. 
That's a lot to remember, and it's a lot to do to try to hold your breath in the dark, going underneath to try to get kids out of car seats and stuff like that. Listen, it's a nightmare. Don't do it. Don't go into areas where there's even a couple few inches of fast-moving water. We just don't know how deep it is. We don't know what's underneath that. Gravel and road could be eroding away out from underneath it. But if you do get caught in that type of situation, get your phone out. If you've got a phone, call 911. Don't move. Try to wait out the flood and call 911. If at all possible, get back to high ground. If you believe your car is stalled, get and, and you can get out without getting knocked down. Get yourself and your family out of the car. Leave the vehicle. Abandon the vehicle and get to high ground. You can always replace a vehicle. You cannot replace life. Um, if you get caught in a flash flood and you are in the water, try to hold on to anything that keeps you above. Remember that the water will be carrying you at a fast rate of speed in most cases. And in those situations, if you can stay above the water by holding on to some float, floating piece of log, uh, flo a piece of garbage that's floating, something that works like a flotation device, keep your body as, as flat as possible because it's the things under the water that are going to cause a great deal of damage potentially. Logs, vehicles, sharp objects tree branches, tree limbs, you name it, it's underneath the water and that's where you're going to get wedged and caught. And then the pressure of the water will bend the person over, will take them under, wrap them up into a strainer, what we call like a strainer situation, and that's just a deadly situation to be in. Um, don't try to outswim it. Don't try to um, think that you're able to get out of something, just latch on, brace yourself, climb to as high an area as possible, and yell for help. And hopefully help will come before there's any more of an emergency. Hypothermia is another piece that you're going to be playing with. It um, Keep your armpits together, keep your legs crossed, and keep your body tucked up as much as you can to try to maintain as much body core temp as possible until help arrives. As you go into hypothermia, chills are the first phase of that hypothermia, as you go through that and you start becoming more and more hypothermic, you will become less coordinated and less able to hold on. So try to keep your body warm as much as possible. Hopefully help will come. But I'll tell you, the best way to survive a flash flood, don't get caught in one. Pre-plan, listen to your NOAA, National Weather Service, radio stations before you go into a situation. If you get caught off guard because you're out in the wilderness, and a storm comes up quick and you're in the mountains or you're in an area, get out of the high-risk topographic areas where you could get swept away in a flash flood or a flood. Get to high ground, get to safe areas, and stay safe. From Roy on Rescue, I hope this was helpful. Stay safe out there in the North Central Plains and areas all around the Red River, and we'll see you on the other side. Take care, keep on rescuing, and have a great day. Just in time, save me just in time.